0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 92 of Preston Jensen's podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Preston. Uh, It's nice to talk to you. uh, Week 92 of this podcast. I didn't know if this week was going to be possible. I keep thinking one of these weeks the streak is going to be broken. And this is the week I thought uh, it's probably going to happen. It's been a very busy week for me and my family. Saturday, we got to celebrate my niece's birthday. Yesterday, I got to, or we got to celebrate my daughter's birthday. Today, we get to celebrate my other niece's birthday. And then tomorrow is my sister's birthday. So, it has been a very busy week. And I'm glad I'm able to uh, sneak in this podcast before birthday celebration number three this week. Uh so it's gonna be a quick episode, but I think it's gonna be pretty interesting. At least it was for me. Uh having my daughter's birthday reminded me of when she was born three years ago. Uh, my wife and I traveled to Fargo, North Dakota from Valley City in a snowstorm. Uh my wife had an appointment in Fargo, and we thought uh we're getting pretty close to the due date. And we better make it. So we traveled very slow, probably 40 miles per hour from Valley City to Fargo to get to the hospital and go for a checkup. And everything uh, seemed like it was great. Um, The doctor said it's not going to be this week that our daughter was born. So we went out to eat at Texas Roadhouse. And I remember driving home in... The storm, thinking, oh, this is terrible to be driving on these nasty, icy, uh, drifted-over roads. And we got home, and I'd say about 15 minutes after we got home, my wife came downstairs and said, ah, I think our daughter is coming tonight. So (laughs) after the stressful afternoon of getting to Fargo and... And then coming home in nasty weather, we had to get on the road and drive back to Fargo. And actually, the weather had gotten worse. And on the way to Fargo, I was sweating bullets because uh, this was our first child. And I was thinking, oh boy, I've got to get my wife to the doctor because uh, I want everything to go smoothly and so I was trying to drive fast. Well, it was nearly impossible because of the road conditions. And uh, then it snowed all night. It was a terrible storm. Uh, my daughter was born. And then uh, fast forward three years, and well, we're having her birthday party at our house, and it is storming like crazy, uh, snowing, blowing, uh, School was canceled today, the day after the storm, so you know how bad the storm was yesterday. And it kind of reminded me that history repeats itself. And um, it it got me thinking of, oh, man, it would be nice to be closer to a hospital that delivered babies in this terrible weather. And I thought of how bad the or how frustrating it was to have a journey like that in... In cold weather, and then I I uh, did a little research and found out that in 1936 there was a stretch of 37 days where the temperatures were below zero, and there was a tweet. Um, let me pull it up on my phone here. I have uh, uh, from Daryl Richeson. And uh, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it or not, but it's at Daryl L. Richeson on Twitter. And it says, per request, this is the top 10 longest stretches with temperature at or below zero degrees Fahrenheit in Fargo. Uh, Number one ranking was 37 days in a row in 1936. Now, in comparison... The second longest stretch was only 11 days in a row, and that was in 1996. There was uh, another stretch in uh, 1899 uh, that was 11 days. But that's amazing to me, 37 days in a row where it didn't go above zero degrees Fahrenheit. And uh, so I got to do a little bit more reading about uh, 1936 in North Dakota. And, uh, I, I got to feeling less and less sorry for myself as far as traveling uh, to Fargo in bad weather or traveling at all in North Dakota in bad weather, or even complaining about, uh, bad weather at all. I know, uh, the older I get, the more I think, um, man, it would be nice to be in a warmer climate. Um, I remember as a kid, any time we'd have a snow day, I was pumped, you know, as any kid would be. uh, No school and then have the opportunity to go outside and play in fresh snow. Uh, You couldn't really beat it at the time. But now as I get older and I've got my own house, uh, now when I see uh, snow in the forecast, I think, oh, man, Uh, Now I've got to get up early and go plow out the driveway. It's going to be tougher to get to work, uh, that kind of thing. But uh, after I did more research on 1936, there is no way I'm going to complain about any of that anymore because uh, not only did they have the cold temperatures, but they also had a lot of heavy snow. Uh, Most of the research I did was actually out of an article that was written for the newspaper, and I I will uh, link that article in the show notes on this podcast, but unfortunately, um, it the article does have a paywall on it. So, if you do want to, if you do find this uh, podcast episode interesting and you do want to uh, read the whole episode, you would probably have to subscribe, or you would have to subscribe to the newspaper. But uh, in the article, it went on to talk about how a resident, uh, his name was Obert Soberg. I hope I got that pronunciation right because he deserves a lot of credit here. He traveled from Hastings to Valley City, which is about 21 miles, it said in the article, and it took him seven hours on horse and sleigh from Hastings to Valley City and then seven hours back to deliver the mail. And I thought, wow, uh, what a dedicated employee to be willing to go seven miles, get horses to go through uh, what they said was battling through 20-foot snowdrifts. I couldn't imagine (laughs) the challenge that would be or how miserable that would be in cold weather, uh, trying to bundle up, trying to keep your horses safe and happy. Uh, It sounds like a nightmare. Uh, The article went on to talk about how South Dakota was actually using dynamite to burst through the snow banks, and they were using float planes to deliver food to rural communities. Uh, It just was baffling to me because I was thinking of all the technology we have now. uh, We've got the best shovels. We've got the best snow blowers. We've got the best uh, snow plows and we've got cars with four-wheel drive. Uh, I couldn't imagine dealing with a winter like they had with the technology that they had, <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, it says that the coldest recorded temperature in North Dakota was negative 60 degrees Fahrenheit in partial on February 15, 1936. Now, that is very cold, but uh, the other interesting thing I found about that uh, record is that it took a special thermometer to even get that negative 60-degree reading. Uh, If I sound sidetracked here, I am. I'm actually looking up uh, the freezing point of mercury, which most of the thermometers at the time were mercury uh, thermometers, The freezing point of mercury was negative 38 degrees Fahrenheit. And in the research I was doing, they actually had a special thermometer in partial at the time, so they knew the reading was correct uh, from one of the articles I was reading. But um, another thing that I found that was very interesting is after that cold and snowy winter, it was followed up by one of the warmest and driest summers in the history of North Dakota. It says the warmest temperature ever recorded in North Dakota was 121 degrees Fahrenheit in steel on July 6, 1936. So these poor people, uh, if they made it through 1936, the, the bitter winter of 1936, because the article also went on to talk about how a lot of deaths took place because of the Uh, Cold weather. And interestingly enough, um, uh, one of the people who passed away because of the cold uh, has the same middle name as my son, which was interesting because it's kind of a rare middle name. Uh, And so I thought that was kind of interesting too. But uh, after doing all this research, I was thinking to myself, man, I have absolutely nothing to be complaining about and uh we've really got to count our blessings because we've got it pretty good i mean when when you can sit in your house that has a furnace in it and you can go out to your car and uh it's got four-wheel drive to get through the snow and the city has snow plows that are able to open up the streets one day after a major snowfall event um We've all got it pretty good, and it's amazing to me that the people in 1936 were able to endure a winter like this and then have a summer like that uh, right after it is amazing. And I thought you guys would think it's kind of interesting, too. I know a lot of the listeners here probably aren't from North Dakota, so uh, you get a little taste of what North Dakota life is about um, we do a lot of shoveling. We do a lot of snow blowing, but it is a gorgeous state, and it's a great place to live, great place to raise a family. Um, I don't want to sound negative about the cold winters. Uh, yes, they can be tough, but it's also rewarding. Um, there's a lot of fun things to do in, in the snow and the cold. Uh, I know I personally love to get out and ice fish, Um A lot of people love a lot of snowmobiling and uh, other sledding, other winter activities like that. So it's not all bad. But I do have to say, if I was living in 1936 with that technology, I probably would have (laughs) moved south or found a warmer climate to live in because, man, 37 days in a row with temperatures below zero degrees is brutal. And uh, it is... It's baffling to me that these people were able to uh, to live through it. And uh, uh, I, well, I, who knows? There was probably plenty of people complaining about it at the time. But uh, I do feel like I've gotten soft the older I've gotten. So uh, I'm going to try and toughen up for the rest of this winter. Hopefully it's going to be... Uh, Much easier from here on out as far as cold stretches and snowstorms. Winter show is right around the corner. And for those of you unfamiliar with the area, the winter show is an awesome event. It's kind of like a trade show. There's a rodeo. There's concerts. It's a great event in Valley City, North Dakota. And I've been there probably every year since I was born. And I feel like once you hit winter show week, spring is right around the corner. And uh, it's almost here, so I'm excited for that because my favorite time of year is spring. Uh, there, uh, That means fishing season. Open water fishing season is right around the corner, and uh, baseball season is also around the corner. So I hope you guys thought this episode was interesting. I know I had a ton of fun researching it. There's a lot of cool history about North Dakota that uh, you probably wouldn't uh, dig Uh, deeper into unless you're doing something like a podcast like this so thanks again for listening to this week's episode i hope you uh, tune in next week to another fun episode Uh, thanks again and we'll talk to you next week